Welcome to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So, Liz. Yes. I have some really good news. Well, for you and me. Okay. Is there a sale? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep Chanel- it light. Chanel bags are on sale. Never. Never. Unfortunately. I'm like, I'm like LOL. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, not quite as good as if Chanel bags were on sale somewhere, but at least we won't have to spend money on lawyers and we could save up for the latest Chanel bag because we are not on the naughty list, the latest list of traitors and terrorists that Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi are looking for, uh, ostensibly under the cover of trying to get to the bottom of January 6th. We are not on this list. That's not to say we won't be at some point, but at least we're not on this naughty list. So, Julie, when I saw that released, tell me you didn't immediately look for your name. I'm not going to lie that I did. I did. And then I started looking for people that I know and that I've communicated with. <laughs> I was like, are any of these people people I've communicated with? Um, and I'm not I mean, going to answer that. We know plenty of people on this list, right? We know them. So I'm not answering that. And I will. I'm not going to do their work for them. <laughs> no, I'm just Feed kidding. The <laughs> I don't know nothing. Yeah, Kosoviak no. never heard of them. He was on well, a podcast. Wait, I what? <laughs> no, that was someone else. I'm like Skype interview. I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, here's the thing. That list is very interesting because there's a lot of people on that list that were involved in the actual campaign and they're activists and they're not that I know of. And I know little, if nothing, about January 6th. So why are you getting their why would you be getting their information like Scott Pressler registers people to vote right he doesn't he do walk away he was the one picking cleaning up garbage in baltimore so well brandon straka did the walk away he's already been arrested and charged and had a hearing yesterday but yeah scott pressler basically cleans up other people's garbage in cities that have been destroyed by democrats and registers people to vote yeah i mean i i don't know him and i don't know if he's been up to other things but I notice a lot of those people are just activists, and I don't think that they were involved in January 6th. Not that I would know, but I I just think it's an interesting list. Unfortunately, I don't know what can be done because they're not – the list isn't for these people to turn over their correspondence and their records. It The list is for the government to preserve any – communications with the administration that involve these people. So if I had sent an email to someone on the list in an official capacity, or if those people's names were mentioned in that official capacity, I don't think that the federal government would have private communication of these people. And of course, the feds will get that anyway, because they probably don't even need a subpoena. They'll probably be like, hey, can you give me this? And AT&T or Verizon be like, sure, bro. Sure. And um, but it's really um, quite a list, especially if the purported uh, jurisdiction of this committee is is to focus on this, the insurrection. uh, Right. If that that's what their their task is. 
So mm-hmm. what, why are all these extra people on there, you know? And, and yeah, well, I just find it the most discouraging because I don't know what can be done to stop it, to stop this kind of overreach. And, and also I'd like to point out one other thing. I'm sure you noticed this too, Julie. Some of these people are journalists. Mm-hmm. So wh- why is that allowed? You know, there are people on this list like Jack Posobiec, who has sources in, he says, in the White House. To be honest, I don't know who the hell in the White House would talk to him unless they missed they missed some people to fire when Biden came in. But, you know, there are, he says he has sources in the White House. Why should Congress get to know who his sources are? Well, let's go through. <clears throat> so this is a letter that was sent to the National Archives on August 25th by Benny Thompson, who is the Democratic head of the January 6th latest what what do you witch hunt, manhunt. Uh, so um, Benny Thompson is asking the uh, of course, they talk about the Constitution, peaceful transfer of power. And the select committee requests that you produce the documents described in the attached schedule from the executive office of the president and office of the vice president in your custody, control or possession. Uh, We ask, ask we I'm sorry, we ask that you expedite your consultation and processing times pursuant to this authority. We have some concern about the delay in producing documents requested this past March. I don't know when that was probably under whatever House committee he's in charge of, aside from the select committee, and ask for your assistance, blah, blah, blah. First request for materials. We anticipate additional requests as our investigation continues. So, Liz, don't sleep well yet. Well, so I'm clean. Look. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't sure. know if, you just, if they just want, if they want copies of my latest Sephora order or what, but. <laughs> you know, when they had your the big cat, sale. Bud. your cat. Yeah, bud. I bought my cat has arthritis and I bought him an infrared bed for him to help his joints. And <laughs> I'm susceptible to that kind of marketing. So they'll see that they'll see that. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, no, th- like I said, some of the people on this list are journalists. I. This is such a tremendous overreach because if they're doing an investigation um, or they're making some sort of formal demand, I mean, there has to be some standard of, of proof before they're allowed to just go on a fishing expedition. I mean, in theory, that's how the court system works. The court, you can't just go into the court and say, um, I think this guy did something. So I want to, I want um, permission to search his whole life to find that thing. That's not how, the at least the judicial system works. Now, I understand that we're talking about the legislative branch of government, but it seems like a gross misuse of power to just go on a fishing expedition for the communications of all these people. And hopefully they did not do anything on their official government accounts other than just like your typical business. I mean, here's well, let's go through the list quickly and then we'll see what not the entire list, but uh, all of Trump's closest advisors, uh, Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, his lawyers, Pat uh, Cipollone, Mark Short, Patrick Philbin, who was also his attorney. Um, you have members of uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh, uh, his press secretary, 
Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, Lara Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, Melania Trump, um, <clears throat> Kimberly Guilfoyle, then to your point, someone like Steve Bannon, who really is for all intents and purposes. I mean, he's a commentator, but he's he's in the media. He wasn't working for Trump. Mike Flynn again, Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone. So that's the top list. Then there are several governors, Doug Ducey of Arizona, Brian Kemp of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, who's the <clears throat> secretary of state in Georgia, Ken Paxton, the Texas attorney general, um, Monica Palmer, Francis Watson. I'm not really sure who those people are. But then you get down to the really strange list. Uh, Brandon Straka is on there, the walk away, Ali Alexander, who helped organize one of the rallies that day, Ed Martin, who's a journalist who I've been interviewed by. He's Eagle Forum. That's right, he's Eagle he's, Forum. He's Eagle Forum. I mean, and he is like the most, Alex Jones, uh, Owen Schroyer, who was just they, arrested. I thought they already nabbed him. Didn't they nab him already? They did. He was arrested last week and charged for uh you know, horrible crimes related to January 6th. Scott Pressler, Rogan O'Handley, who I believe also was, uh, was he a spokesman? Was that the same guy? Spokesman in the Trump White House. Angela Stanton King? Hmm. I don't know who that is. She is a granddaughter, a grandniece. Oh, of no, a Martin real King. Yeah. Okay. Bernie Carrick. Bernie Carrick, uh, Katrina Pearson, who was on his communication staff for a while, Amy Kremer, who uh, organized She's like the Women for Trump. Women for Trump, that's right. Uh, Enrique Terrio, who is a Proud Boy slash FBI informant. I was going to say, <laughs> keeping it in the family there. <laughs> Here's an interesting one. Kenneth Harrelson, who is an Oath Keeper, who was arrested in January and has been in the D.C. jail since then. He's on this list, which is um, interesting. Again, all of his attorneys, Trump's attorneys, Mark Esper, who is his uh, defense secretary, Mark Milley. Okay, I could be down with this. Let's get him in trouble. Uh, Cash Patel, of course, they're never going to leave that guy alone. Cash Patel, who we interviewed a few weeks ago and is on the left's hit list and will remain there forever. Um, did I miss Jack? I know Jack Posobiec's on this list somewhere. I must have skipped right he's, past He's that. on there. I think lower down. No, he'll be mad. Oh, there he is, Jack Posobiec. <laughs> Gina Loden, isn't she? Gina a, Loudon. Who's she's she? She's a radio show host, I think. And she's, she's these are people who, who the, a lot of the people that you named are involved in, let's say, satellite Trump groups. They're not Trump groups, but they you know, like Amy Kramer did women for Trump. Um, Gina Loudon may, may be involved with like Californians for Trump or something like that. Like they're in, they're not formally affiliated. They don't work for the government and they're not formally in the Trump campaign, but they're nonprofits that are satellites for Trump and the Trump campaign. Right. <clears throat> I think she's a radio show too. She, I think, yes. I'm, if I'm thinking of the right person, that's who it is. So they basically want all documents, communication from any of these people um, in any way, remarks made to Donald Trump or any other persons January 6th uh, related to the rally that morning. And then I'm sure related to the insurrection later that day. 
So this is, to your point, of course, it's a fishing expedition, but after covering what's been happening with the Capitol breach probe, the idea is obviously to humiliate these people, to further damage their reputation, force them to spend money and hire attorneys. Um, And so, but this is, this is not the end of it. I mean, this is going to continue. Um, And, you know, Liz, it's just so infuriating that the Republicans did nothing close to this when they had power. No. And they're not either. They're not. Let's say, I mean, a lot of right now, the momentum is or the the conventional wisdom is that Republicans are going to do very well in 2022. Right. So let's just say they take the House and the Senate. I can 100 percent guarantee you that nothing like this will happen under the Republicans for any reason, even legitimate reasons like what the F just it went. Why am I saying F? What the fuck is going on in (laughs) Afghanistan? There's not going to be any invent. They're not going to do it. Um, But back to this letter, what they're doing is they're following the very successful paradigm that they sort of beta. I don't even want to say beta test because it was such a success. But the whole um, Russia collusion paradigm where we're going to do all this, we're going to get all this. We're going to subpoena information. We're going to. get this information from the government and then we're going to selectively leak leak information out right like this isn't for any legitimate reason there's not an actual investigation in the service of the truth into anything that happened on january 6th this is a fishing expedition so they can get material to leak out and embarrass people over the course of the next year because really that's probably the best tool they have to try and stop what's going to happen in the election in 2022, because there's certainly not going to be a success based on the record of the Democrats. So, um, right. you, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's the business model now. It's the business model. <sighs> Terrible. So, well, that's, um, that's the latest Liz and I will be for our names or anyone else that we know. Yeah. But. Well, um, that's kind of kind of depressing. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't even know if the public has the appetite for this. Like, I think there's a hardcore group of people or a t- army of Twitter bots that are very enthusiastic about this kind of thing. Um, but 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 beyond that, the rest of the population, including the sort of middle people that are not governed exclusively by partisan animus. Do these people care? I mean, I see people are really angry about Afghanistan. <clears throat> That's something people care about. But if yes. we're going to start doing something like this, do people have the appetite to follow this all along, you know, again, for another year at least, while this investigation and these congressional hearings drag out, like we had how many times impeachment one, Russia collusion hoax impeachment too. They all blur together. You know, does the public have the attention span and appetite to pay attention to this, especially because there's something so off. There's two other things that are dominating the headlines as well. Now we have the Afghanistan um, shit show or fuck show. I don't even think shit show is accurate enough. So I'm going to level up to fuck show. And then we have the coronavirus situation. So it can, can the public take on another another obsession on their plate which is this garbage i don't know i don't i'm skeptical i don't think so but you know here we are well i mean it's, 
even though those of us on the right have known who this guy is, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, have known for months, and then the lawyers for Ashley Babbitt confirmed that today, too. Um, and now we have this, but it's all the backdrop of reporting now, even by mainstream outlets like Reuters, where FBI, anonymous FBI officials are starting to weigh lower expectations out of what's coming out of the official Justice Department probe, saying, wow, there really is no evidence that there was this orchestrated uh, militia, white supremacist QAnon, uh, you know, attack on the Capitol. They can't prove it because it didn't happen. So you have that lowering of expectations, cases that are going to start falling apart very quickly. The government can't get their evidence together. So now this January 6th committee is going to come out and do all the public optics, humiliate people, shame them, try to go after Trump again. But yes, you're right. We have two real crises, which is Afghanistan and not so much COVID, but the threat of more mitigation, more lockdowns, more mask mandates, et cetera. How, you're right. What are people going to say? This is not what we expect Congress to be focused on. Well, right, because remember, this letter came out right yesterday, right when we're watching right before our eyes, just one of the, probably the most humiliating uh, American presence in in the history of a country, right, ha, where the, the U.S. has embarrassed itself under the Biden regime with this fiasco in Afghanistan, where we're now taking orders from the Taliban, where 20 years ago we went into Afghanistan to, I guess, fight the Taliban. Now we're taking orders from the Taliban. The Taliban is basically holding a lot of Americans hostage, a lot of people who work with the Americans hostage, and of course, many people in the international community who trusted America not to do what it just, what it did, or what Biden did. Uh, which was basically make an Irish exit out of Afghanistan. Um, am I allowed to say, is that like bad? Is that racist? Well, I'm um, Irish and I married okay, an Irishman. Cool so it? I I will not, I'm I'm not going to call you anti-Irish. I think that okay, that is a well-known Irish tactic. You can't be tactic. racist against white people. So it's, it's fine. I can Why say Why do you hate me, Liz? Why do you hate me? No, <laughs> but basically that's what we did, you know, Everybody woke up one morning and the U.S. is just gone. Like the background base was just empty. We just left. We just snuck out. And so. um, Well, and we do have breaking news. I mean, we're seeing this right now. There's reports of an explosion. Now U.S. sources say U.S. Marines have been injured in the explosion. Um, There's a security alert. It was a suicide bomb. Eleven killed. Dozens injured, including three U.S. troops. It was an explosion, oh, or I think I, it, I heard it that. was a suicide bomb. So this is th- this just happened right now, in between when Julie and I started, and from right now, um, that wow. broke. And in the last week, we've been treated to horrific images of people trying to get out of Afghanistan. Um, Men clinging to airplanes, taking off so that they don't have to stay there as we basically just let the Taliban take over and we left billions of dollars worth of very advanced military equipment there. We didn't even normally you destroy it. We just left it there. So now there's some Black Hawks and some, um, you know, other biometric data, all that, all those um, technologies we left there. And. (sighs) 
scenes outside the airport of people desperately trying to get into the airport so they can leave because the smart people that run our military thought it was better to abandon our secure base far away from a city and instead rely on a lo- the airport in a city of 5 million, uh, which for logistical reasons, this makes no sense at all, where we don't have control and nobody knows how to use the controls at the um, t- the um, Kabul airport, Kabul International, whatever the name of it is. Um, so we've been treated to those images, stories of Americans unable to get out, unable to get to the airport because there's Taliban checkpoints now all over. And once again, if I haven't emphasized this enough, the Biden administration is taking orders from the Taliban. And instead of saying, we're going to leave when we're done getting our people out. And if you get in our way, we're going to fucking kill you. We're we're not going to hear any language like that. We're going to stick to that timeline. And look, if you're you didn't make it, the Biden administration said it's because you didn't want to leave. That's what they're saying. They're going to evacuate everyone who wants to leave. And if you didn't get evacuated, it's obviously because you didn't want to be so. This is going from bad to worse catastrophe to now, I mean, now Capitol Hill, uh, Fox News is reporting that there are multiple explosions, no safe gates at the airport. And Fox is told there may be persons with multiple suicide vests. um, And to your point, likely, tragically, uh, dead American soldiers. This is... um, I mean, heartbreaking, but just absolutely catastrophic and how this administration has handled it from the not just before everything, before the pullout and what was happening. But the last two weeks, it is obvious, Liz, not only do we have a president who is completely incapable of doing his job, can't even read a freaking teleprompter, but look at the people around him now, Lloyd Austin, um, uh, John Kirby, the spokesman, he he's he speaks as well as Biden does. They're making absolutely no sense. Anthony Blinken, uh, Mark Milley, you go through this entire list. Do any of them inspire confidence that they have a fucking no. clue what's going on? No, it's a pure clown show. And one question I have is that since the same assholes were able to, you know, stop Trump's what Trump wanted during the Trump administration. And there's a lot of overlap. So it's not like these are all brand new people working for the government. It's not how it works. Why didn't they, why didn't they stop Biden from doing this? If it's in fact Biden who wanted to do this, we, it's really hard to say whether this is from Biden or whether it's coming from Biden's advisors or whether Biden is getting an, an accurate picture of what's going on. That's also an option, but Nobody, I guess everyone around him was just on board with this and said, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do it this way. You know, let's get our military out before we get the civilians out. That won't be a problem. Okay. <laughs> and, know. but Liz, too, where, are, where are the Republicans? Do we have anyone? No, no. Where are they? Well, you know they what? Should... I will say this. I will say this. Senator Tom Cotton has gotten at least 100 people out of Afghanistan. And I know this. So there are, you know, who's getting people out of Afghanistan is private citizens with connections, but it's not the, I don't know. And there may be other Republicans we just don't know about who are helping get people out of, of Afghanistan, but they're not 
speaking publicly about it yet. Maybe they don't want to jeopardize, um, you know, what they're doing. But I know some of them have helped get people out. Um, but publicly, we haven't seen too, mu- too much, uh, you know, indig- indignation over this and screaming about this. Um, I mean, but I will well, go, go on. Frustrating. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I I am surprised by the media act actually covering this and not. Do they have a choice? It. Really? I mean, well, you they I always have a choice. No. You know, they always they always have a choice. Um, and what I mean is, it's it's not it's not that they wouldn't cover it, but it's that it's how they cover it. And so I have seen some of these these mainstream journalists, these corporate journalists actually follow up because what they do is they cover something. They ask a question to like Jen Psaki, who Derek Hunter calls her ginger Goebbels. And it just, so I just, every time I see her, I, when I, when I want to talk about her, I want to say ginger Goebbels. They'll ask ginger Goebbels a question. She'll give an answer and they'll be like, Oh, okay. And they won't follow. They'll just take that line and go, Oh, okay. The way that we would get a thousand follow-ups. If, if it were a Trump press conference, right? But they're actually doing that now. Um, they're 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 questioning the narrative coming out of the White House. Like, how? What do you mean you don't know how many Americans are in Afghanistan? What do you mean you don't know how many people have been evacuated? What do you mean you you know they they, they are pressing on it. It's not just Peter Ducey who's also doing a great job because um who 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 asked Jen Psaki when she said that there weren't there were weren't anyone being no was stranded stranded that no one was stranded and he was like okay so that's the administration's official position is that no one is stranded in afghanistan i mean we have twitter people are literally in afghanistan like typing help me out so um but i do think the media is being unusually uh fair for them for to cover this where they are critical of it and i think part of that is because a lot of the press press is stuck there they have a lot of reporters there um some of them have gotten out already i know didn't like the uk have to help get out a few washington post reporters do you know who helped out the new york times mexico mexico there's a piece in the new york times today about how mexico helped the new york times reporters get out not the u.s i mean this is just such an epic mess a dumpster fire on so many levels and the idea that what Amy Kramer sent to the White House press office when Trump was president, and that right. is going to be of interest and of concern to the public, is ridiculous, I, I think. Because this is not going to be over in a week. This is going to go on. Because anyone who isn't out of Afghanistan by the deadline that Joe Biden m- asserted, just made up, um, is going to be um, a hostage we're going to have a, a hostage. We're going to have hostages now in Afghanistan. Oh, so, yeah. And now, and well, apparently, now up, I have an update. I have an yes. update. So the State Department said, is, said initial reports suggest four or more U.S. service personnel may have been injured or killed in the explosion. Oh, so boy. again, again, oh, this is what, while oh. this is going on, well, this, this mess is going on right now. This is what the Democrat-controlled Congress is doing. This is where this is what they're doing. They're not putting on hold, and of course, they're jamming through some billion-trillion-dollar spending package 
that's going to require printing money. Remember, uh, two days ago, Joe Biden came out for a presser. He's giving these pressers, and I use that term generously, uh, giving an update on what's going on in Afghanistan on a daily basis. And a couple of days, it comes out and he starts talking about how they just passed this bill. And it's like, nobody cares about your bill right now. People right. want to know what is going on with the civilians and the Americans that in Afghanistan. So it's like, that's their priority, you know, that it's warped. They're just out of touch. So I just, like I said, I don't, I don't know how this kind of investigation is going to garner any of the traction that the stuff in the past has, especially because we have these two huge issues uh, on our plate. So, I mean, how are they going to possibly convene another January 6th committee, which they were supposed to have this month and they didn't, but how are they going to possibly put on another, you know, just victimhood show like they did with the four police officers in July? How are they going to do that again with a straight face, especially if we have U.S. soldiers coming home from Afghanistan on cargo planes in coffins draped with American flags. How are they going to, but you know what, Liz, these people are so evil and twisted and their bloodlust for Trump and everyone around him supersedes everything else that I don't know that these soulless ghouls will not read the room and they'll just keep pushing forward with this. They might, but one of the critical elements they need to make this a thing, to make it happen, let's say, is they need the media to go along with it. So the question is, will the media, will the New York Times, will the Washington Post, I know Josh Rogan's done a pretty good job of covering Afghanistan. Um, the New York Times has been pretty decent so far. Um, and CNN has been critical for them. Are they going to abandon this and instead make the next big it thing, these congressional hearings on this stupid shit that has, you know, really, there's probably nothing there, you know, it because they can hold 100 hearings. But if there's no media camera there, does it is it really happening? I mean, that's their attitude is that they need it to be a spectacle like they had the first time. And I don't know if that's going to work, especially because this is such a disaster. Um, and that's and that, of course, is not to mention that it, it's not the only thing. Right. It's not either January 6th shenanigans or Afghanistan. We've got, excuse me, coronavirus. That's We've right. got that kind of, that going on. Well, and it's and I mean, let's pivot to this for a minute. We'll keep watching our Twitter feeds. Three sources confirm U.S. casualties, U.S. forces return fire after first explosion. There's also reports of a suicide bomber outside of a hotel that's housing British soldiers. So um, this is really a, looks like a pretty disastrous day uh, in Afghanistan. <clears throat> but um, I guess, should we pivot to COVID or? I guess yeah, we, we should. Can, we can come back. We can, we can come back to the um, Afghanistan, but, but we, we've got a lot developing on the, on the COVID front. Uh, most importantly, and when I say importantly, I mean important for Scott Gottlieb, is that Pfizer's vaccine, Scott Gottlieb's a former um, FDA commissioner who is coincidentally also on the board of Pfizer, coincidentally, who, who who has made, uh, <laughs> who has a vaccine that is 
being pushed on everybody. And the FDA um, has approved the vaccine. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that the former commissioner is on the board now. I'm sure that's not related. So now it's, I guess, what what is what's that term they use like Facebook official right like oh it, when you have a boyfriend or something and you put it on Facebook you're in a relationship and they go oh they're Facebook official now or something <laughs> like <laughs> or they're you're posting pictures on Instagram oh they're Instagram official so I guess now Pfizer's Facebook official Instagram official <laughs> so yeah. that happened this, this week and we still have um, viruses the viruses all over the place even though we keep getting amended promises <laughs> about what the what the vaccine actually does. Okay, so. I just anecdotally, and I tweeted this yesterday and I got a ton of responses to this. I know so many more people who have COVID or have tested positive or sick this summer than I did last summer or even last fall. <clears throat> like, how could this possibly be true. And I know people are like, well, they're out and about and they're not wearing masks. First of all, that's not true. In blue states where you and I live, we know 80% of these freaks are still walking around with masks, even outside. Yeah. So that's not the case. And the freaks who are wearing masks are vaccinated and already registered online to get their Pfizer approved booster shot. So, and they're still not going out. Um, so this doesn't, make any sense. And especially the cases of people who have gotten the vaccine or on their second shot who come down with COVID. They just had another story about this uh, recently here in Illinois, someone, a lawmaker who got their second shot and within a week had COVID. What is happening? Well, also there was a unusually candid story in Politico yesterday about how the CDC, or maybe two days ago, the CDC is not keeping track of people who have been vaccinated and test positive for COVID. And they're only keeping track of the people that are hospitalized and, and who are, you know, who and die from it. And it seems important <laughs> that we would know exactly how many breakthrough infections are, whether they land someone in the hospital or not. Um, And another important metric that apparently we don't know or the CDC doesn't care about is is how many people that had COVID got it again, because we keep hearing that if you have natural immunity, the vaccine provides more immunity for you, which is I don't even know how that's possible. You get such a a much more robust immunity um, from getting a natural infection than you do, I believe, if I understand this correctly and um, I might be wrong, uh, but when you get the vaccine, basically your body just produces antibodies to the spike protein. But but when you get infected, you have a much more more robust immunity. So why I've often wondered why would you want someone who had gotten COVID and has that level of immunity to get a vaccine? It just seems unnecessary. It seems excessive to do that. And if the antibodies or if your immunity wanes over the course of time, well, when is that, right? What's the level? What? How long is that? And if, and we really only would know for a year and a half because that's pretty much how long we've, you know, the bat virus leaked out of this China lab. So we don't know 
how susceptible people who've had COVID are to getting it again or to getting the Delta variant or the, didn't I see there's like a Delta 22? They're coming up with fancy names now in the land variant. Wait, isn't that a movie? Well, Delta Force. Delta Force Catch 22. You're getting Delta Force mixed up with Catch 22, but but soon, right? Like that will happen soon. So there's just seems like there's a lot of of important information that would be very useful to make for people to make decisions about their health. And we're, the CDC doesn't seem interested. And they say they it's they can't do it. It's too much. But I don't believe that. I mean, do, if they can run a vaccine passport system like they want, they certainly can figure out how many people who have been vaccinated have gotten who have you know gotten the, gotten the virus have a have a breakthrough infection. Well, I mean, you even should. here in Chicago, Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, who used to do that? Was that Rush? I think it was Rush used to make fun of the Reverend the, Jackson. The Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife. Um, and look, Jesse Jackson is not in good health. I saw him a few years ago at a restaurant. He was <clears throat> feeble back then. So he's not in good health. But of course, they're both fully vaccinated and both hospitalized with COVID. Um, now, it doesn't seem like there's any huge breakouts here in Chicago or Illinois yet. I mean, we're getting some downstate, but um, and our governor is threatening to lock us down again or I think force us to wear masks <clears throat> starting today, which I won't. But um, uh, how, uh, they're hiding something, right? There's more cover up. Um, this was not supposed to be happening. I mean, people were going to catch COVID still. The vaccine was not a tech is not a vaccine in the technical sense of the word or even the publicly accepted or expected definition of the word vaccine. It was supposed to minimize symptoms, which there's no way to prove that because the overwhelming majority of people who catch COVID, some don't even know that they had it, hence the asymptomatic um, carriers of the virus or people who had the sniffles or lost their sense of taste or smell. You can't prove that somebody who was vaccinated who didn't end up in the hospital otherwise would have been in the hospital had they not gotten the Fauci ouchie. So this is all this is blowing up, too, I think, for a lot of people, even the covid travelers and the people who rushed to get the vaccine and still wear their mask, et cetera. I think a lot of these people are saying, wait a second, how are all of these cases? How are we now with more cases and hospitalizations than we had back in January. Um, and now we're looking at possibly more lockdowns and more mask mandates and a booster shot, which now they're saying originally said was eight months, but now it's supposed to be six months. Um, this is not the loop that I think people signed up for, even the ones well, who were dumb enough to fall for it from the beginning. We weren't marketed, right? Initially, this was marketed like if you're going to get the vaccine, you're not, you can't get COVID. And then, of course, that walked back to like, well, there will be rare breakthrough infections. And then that changed to, yes, you will, you can get COVID, but you're not going to get sick and hospitalized. And then I don't know if the numbers are available here, but in Israel, which has been really fast to vaccinate a lot of people. So I think 80% of the eligible population in Israel, it has been vaccinated with the Pfizer, with the Gottlieb, Gottliebison or whatever it's called. I'm going to call it what, what, yeah, the 
Gottlieb Vax. What should we call um, it? Um, the Kardashian, the uh, Pfizer Kardashian. Pfizer <laughs> Kardashian. Um, but they have a fair amount of people who are hospitalized and have been vaccinated. So the question is, you know, what what precisely is this? Is this to do now? I hear reports, and this is all anecdotal, uh, of of medical professionals. Oh, the va- the hospital are filled with the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated. Oh, I, you know, who I don't know. The problem is whatever is on the ground, whatever the state of play is, we're not getting that story. And I don't know what it is. Maybe one way, maybe the other. Maybe there's no one, almost no one who's been vaccinated in the hospital. Maybe it's a lot of people. But whatever it is, I, I want to know. You know, I want to know somebody who needs to make decisions about, you know, um, what, what, how I should, how I should behave. And just to um, let people know who listen, you can go get a test that will tell you exactly how many antibodies you have to the COVID virus. Um, There are tests that will say whether you have antibodies or not, but then there's a test that will tell you exactly the level of antibodies you have. And if, if that's possible, and it is, um, why, why don't we know what level you're immunity has to drop to before you're in you're in some sort of vulnerable position you know this seems like an again another obvious do we have an answer to that no we 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 don't we really as far as I can tell we don't I mean when I got the test there was no like index that the lab sent back with my results it just gave me a number and it seemed like a big number but it didn't um it but it I don't know if it's a big number Right. Because there's no it's not like a normal um, lab test when you go get your CDC back, excuse me, CBC back. So it's a slip there where it will mark something. This is low. This is high. You know, it just gives you a number. And then I looked everywhere, everywhere else. And um, I couldn't find an actual number. People were kind of hypothesizing. But that actually seems like a really important thing. Especially if you they want to say that people who have natural immunity and people who get vaccinated need booster shots and that your your immunity starts waning. Okay, well, when does it start waning and how do you know? So and, and again, you know, I, as, go ahead. you know, I'm vaccinated, so I'm not it's not that I'm anti-vax and I think people who are suspicious or skeptical of the vaccine aren't anti-vax either. But I think that as long as we don't get obvious questions answered. The, the more it's going to cause people to get more and more sus- suspicious to the point where they're like, what the hell did I just inject in myself? And what is it supposed to do for me? Yeah. And I mean, I've asked people who, <clears throat> um, who's a friend of mine yesterday, her husband had COVID really bad case, but he has other health issues, had it in January. He just had his antibodies tested and she's like, we have antibodies. And I said, well, like what's the level and how, where is it compared to a few months ago? I mean, I wasn't, I just was curious cause I haven't seen this. And when, at what level do you know you have some sort of immunity? And she's like, I have no idea. And I don't think our doctor knows either. So no, nobody knows. People don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's some studies out there, but there's not a lot. And uh, one of the big problems, as you know, the way that the pharmaceutical industry works and certainly doing food freedom and fruit issues and all this other stuff is that, Unless the the people who have an interest are the ones paying for the studies and the things that don't have a a financial benefit don't get researched. So unless 
it's somebody wants to pay to find this out, this information out. And it's certainly not going to be Pfizer who wants to get this in as many people as as often as possible. You know, right. <laughs> they don't want like a, a hard level right uh, uh something that's that's hard and fast to say oh if if it goes below 500 or goes below 300 you know then you become more at risk they don't they don't want that or they don't want to find out you would never lose your immunity right that's that would really be the death the, the death of it so that's well, that, well, that's a, and i mean that is something that we are entitled to know oh it, it, of course it. we do look as somebody who you know i have an auto immune disease. So I have to, I'm very careful about things. I know what will trigger a flare. You know, I'm, I have my situation in remission um, without so far pharmaceuticals, knock on wood. Um, it's not severe. And, um, you know, I, I need to, I don't want to fuck with my immune system. I don't want to, I don't want to poke it any more than necessary because I don't know what's going to, you know what I mean? I don't know what that's going to do to me. And to be honest, to everybody, to some extent, doesn't want to, you don't want to anger your immune system. <laughs> it's just, no. that's obvious. So when you're putting something in your body that tweaks your immune system, you know, you have to be careful. And that's why some people are told you shouldn't get a vaccine because you are in a fragile state, whether you have some a disease already like a Guillain-Barre or people who have lupus or people that have very, very serious autoimmune diseases probably shouldn't get the vaccine that I mean but again that's a discussion between you and your doctor it's not a discussion between you and some dude on CNN or Joe Biden or Anthony Fauci it's between you and your doctor who knows your health situation so this has just been every day it's worse with these people about it's like they're the worst disinformation spreaders on vaccine skepticism and really and and I don't blame people for being suspicious um, and I do think as horrifying as all of this is what's happening in Afghanistan, especially today, finally, you know, coming to this murderous apex, which we've all been expecting for weeks, even regardless of what the Biden people have been telling us. And then all this hypocrisy, doublespeak, backpedaling on the vaccines and the virus. Um, and now this whole this continued witch hunt for Trump people um, under the auspices of legit investigations. You, all of this has to confirm in people's mind that our government is completely not just inept and incompetent, but corrupt and don't care about the well-being of either our troops, that's for sure, or the American people and certainly our children. I mean, this is a government that needs to be I mean, I don't want to say anything to get on the list, but, you know, the American people have to wake up and realize that we are in a true, we're really in dangerous territory with the people who are not just in political leadership, but leading these institutions and these agencies. And unfortunately, that includes the military. Um, this is just, these are so many crises happening at the same time by people who clearly have no clue what they're doing don't really care about the consequences and want to punish people even more for not complying and submitting to whatever their whimsical demand of the day is. Yeah, I, I, this is really symptomatic of the complete lack of trust or faith or confidence in yeah. uh, the elite and our government, especially if you're on the right side, of, if you're on the right side of the political aisle, but even people who 
are not um, rabid partisans, you know, or are highly invested in partisan politics on the left. What happened during the Trump administration with these repeated witch hunts, the over-the-top theatrics, the hourly crisis crises that were going on, the overreaction, you know, the Jim Shooto performance art at these press right. conferences. How is anyone supposed to take these people seriously anymore and think that they're acting, you know, out of public duty and not self-interest and partisan gain? I, did, I, I don't know. Um, th- this is why people <clears throat> don't trust the officials. And also, I might I might remind everybody, a lot of people forget the biggest vaccine skeptics before the 2020 election were the Democrats. You literally have Joe Biden shit talking it. Kamala said she wouldn't take it if it had anything to do with Trump. And then it's like literally overnight all of a sudden. It's great. And that's putting aside the issue, whether it's great or not. It's just that how do you possibly trust anything that these people say? You can't. And so it's uh I think it's going to get worse as it as I accurately predict every show, <laughs> as I say, at least during every show, I think it's going to get worse, Julie. And then I'm like, well, we're back. And it's worse. And unfortunately, we have not been um, we've not been proven wrong since. And uh, but today's really looks like a really tragic day. Now there's horrible images on Twitter and social media about the injured and dead outside this airport. And um you know, it's hard to think that this is not just a one-off. It won't be, and that it's not going to get worse. Well, it's evening there, correct? Or what time is it there? Well, now we've know. heard 13 reportedly killed, including children, three Marines injured inside the wire. So this is going on. Now, how are we going to get people out? I'm just wondering, like, what? how will we get people out at this point? How will we I mean, how do we get people out when they're attacking our own troops with we presumably right, exactly. our own weapons? <clears throat> what, what's the what's the plan B? I mean, I'm, there's no plan B because I believe the Biden administration immediately ruled out going back and taking ba- the Bagram base that they abandoned, which who knows if they can even do that at this point. Um, so I'm sure all the equipment there has been sent off to China and Iran, and Russia and sold uh, that we paid for. Um, so, well, John, uh, John Kirby just posted a tweet, the Pentagon press secretary, we can confirm the explosion at the Abbey gate was result of a complex attack that resulted in a number of U S and civilian casualties. We can confirm at least one other explosion at or near the, uh, Baron hotel short distance from Abbey gate. That's where the British soldiers reportedly are being housed. We'll continue to update. I just, I, I, I don't see how the administration is going to come out and tell people we're going to get Americans out. And if we don't get Americans out, we're going to have hostages. We, then we have hostages. So, uh, Julie, right. do, you have any, do you want to predict the spin? Do you have any, like what, how are they going to run this? How are they going to run it? Bad orange man. I mean, isn't that usually their this, default that that's <clears throat> what they're going to go to? This is somehow Trump's fault. I don't even think they can't put, even put this on Trump. I, I don't think that no one, I was going to buy it. I mean, this is solely, I think even the other day, oh, I mean, all basically endorsed Joe Biden. People admitting that there's no way Trump would have let this happen. Even if these incompetent, witless morons like Mark Milley came to him and said, here's our plan, sir. He would be like, no, that's not happening. 
No, um, Trump would be like, we're going to come and we're going to fucking kill all of you if you if anyone even gets to that's right right now. That's what Trump would have tweeted it. I mean, it wouldn't have been like in a fancy press conference. It would have been a pure. And the thing about about Trump is that internationally, the international community didn't like him because he's not a globalist and they look down on him as as trash or whatever. But but they were afraid of him. And that's more important than than that's right. Right. It's more important than being a buddy. And we were promised. Excellent point. They were. They were afraid of Trump. And that is critical. And so now we were promised under Joe Joe Biden presidency that we would regain the respect of the world that we had lost when that filthy barbarian Donald Trump came into office. Remember, we were going to gain that that respect back um, because Biden is, I don't know, lunch bucket Joe. You know, he's going to bring respect back (laughs) to the United States. And instead, we've literally abandoned our our allies um, beyond beyond any any imagination. I mean, the worst thing Trump did is tell them they need to pay their own way when fucking NATO. Right. That's what Trump right. in the U.N. was like. And, you need well, to he did. He, he did make um, Justin Trudeau sort of low key cry when he said, you know, you're behind on your NATO dues. So, you know, that was very I think sad. Justin Trudeau probably cries a lot. I get the sense he's like an easy crier, you know, like yeah. he's a man who cries a lot. But that's what Trump did now. But this sort of betrayal of of what we did to these other countries who also have people in the country. This isn't just like a little intellectual spat. There are lives at stake here that depended on the U.S. being part of this machine in Afghanistan that, per- that where they all protect each other and then they it just left. And I don't see how anything Trump did um, could even be as damaging as what this is. And now people are dead. We don't even know who is dead. Some Americans, some Afghans, children, yes. people from other countries. You know, I, I believe we also learned that Biden, the Biden administration didn't even tell our allies that we were leaving. I mean, it was just uh, it was just such a, a a tremendous betrayal. And I have no sympathy for the for the the Europeans. You know, I, I'm not no, a globalist, so not. I, no. I'm I'm not want to curry favor with Angela Merkel or, um, you know, Macron or any of these. I, I, I don't I don't really care about them. But I do think that, you know, we were in there. We played a very important part in securing the safety of of the of the people from these these troops from these other countries that went in there with the assurances, you know, that we would also be in there working together and then to betray them like this. I don't know. I mean, so, again, now that we've gone through the latest tragedy um, in Afghanistan literally happened during the show, who has the stomach to listen to some hearings with Adam Schiff talking about emails from some rando that nobody knows, nobody's ever heard of? I I just I don't see I don't see it working. And also with the impending coronavirus passports, coronavirus possible lockdowns, masking up kids in school, keeping kids out of school, preventing people from going to restaurants without, you know, they're displaying their their vaccine passport. Yeah, I mean, this is just I I don't see how this is going to um, 
have any legs. So no. that's my assessment. Well, we should probably wrap it up at that because there's it's hard to really talk about anything else that we would want to. Okay, but tonight I just want to I want to just say before we go. Well, actually, it'll be yesterday because we're we're that's right tomorrow. So last night that hasn't happened yet. There is a big special treat where the murderer of Ashley Babbitt will reveal himself. I know that Julie mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Um, Don't forget to tune into that (laughs) because. Yeah, the show, well, my assumption is now that that interview might get bumped with all the breaking news today. And again, to your point, it's going to look very silly to have Lieutenant Michael Byrd, the killer of Ashley Babbitt, who also has a shady past of his own, including leaving loaded guns around the Capitol. Um, it's going to look pretty silly for him and Lester Holt to sit there with this, you know, coping session how Bird is dealing with the threats against him when we have this happening. So my guess is this is going to get, will get bumped. Why, before we go, since you are an expert, why do you think that um, Bird has come out and agreed to go public at this point in time? Well, the lawsuit, I think that has been filed by the family, the uh, lawyer and the investigator on this are really tough and they've got some, Really good stuff, I think, on him. Um, So I don't know if they were preparing to release his name on his own, but just because he, you know, now that this investigation is closed, the alleged investigation, he gets to come out like anybody does when you're on the right side of politics and gets to tell his story first and explain himself, portray himself as the victim, which the statement um, from uh, NBC News already did. You know, he'll talk about the threats to his life, et cetera. And so just to to, you know, get ahead of it, to put his own spin on it first. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thanks for listening to us this hour. We'll be back next week, maybe with some good news or maybe as I'm so often write about, it's going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) We don't really need to laugh, but I know I can't help it. I laugh so I don't cry. You know, that's why I know, I know, I know. know. We laugh so we don't cry. But again, thanks for listening. We will be back next week. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go to iTunes. Happy hour with Julie Julie and Liz. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week.